0: Hello, grab your wine, put up a chair. You are listening to the Close Friends podcast. This is where we hit record on our IRL conversations as friends about surviving, thriving, and diving headfirst into life, trying to be adults, but also trying to have a fucking good time. This week I am your host, Lucy, and I'm joined as ever by our host Sarah. Hello, hello. And Tara. Hello, friends. Hello both. Um, before we get into our close friend of the week, I feel like there's someone we need to reintroduce you to because <laughs> admittedly we had introduced her in the first couple of episodes and then we kind of stopped because we just assumed we were all in here for the long haul. But we do know some of you have joined and you're like, who the fuck is Shirley? So Shirley is a, Shirley is a snake from IKEA, <laughs> but she's also our, um, scapegoat for anything which we don't want to personally identify um, ourselves with. Any stories, any anecdotes um, and she essentially gets the um, blame for those things and misbehaviors within that. So um, yeah, she's a snake. She's a very naughty snake and that is who we mean when we say Shirley. Um, she's usually wrapped around Tara or Sarah's neck because I try to avoid having her as much as possible. Um, <laughs> But yeah, that's who she is.
1: You're getting her next. Sorry, but she's coming straight to you after. I don't want her. I, I don't want
0: Shirley. But I mean, I have Stan biting my feet every time we fucking record quite enough stress going on over here that's true
1: actually yeah every time I get Shirley out my boyfriend whose name is not actually Hugo but for anybody that's just joined I'm calling him Hugo because actually something else we do on this podcast yes. is we name, yes. we name all the men in our lives all the men lol all the men in our <laughs> lives after <laughs> <laughs>
0: after um, football players from Tottenham Hotspur because come on you Spurs on that Tara Harry the amount of my friends from uni who have said who like I can't believe that Tara got with Harry Winks." like they Ah! think like they think you're Ah! actually like with him and I'm like no yes that's amazing start this rumour but of course of course of course they think that they think we're all fucking Harry you obviously agree yeah of course I'm like yeah cool I'm fine with it. I'm fine with whatever version
2: you want even if you two are involved as well. I'm okay with it. Harry
0: if you're listening, I'm okay with anything any of the above. Anyway, um Sarah Do you want to introduce the close friend of the week before we get started? It would be my
2: pleasure, Lucy. We've got a slightly different medium for our close friend of the week this week. So usually we read off a review, um, always a five star, uh, from our Apple podcast page. But actually got a very exciting DM this week from the wonderful Claudia. Uh, It was a picture of Claudia, her pal, and... Uh, what looks like Shirley but is just you know one of Shirley's cousins from Ikea as well Um, with the message saying the the following, hi Sarah we love you and your close friends podcast, we have our own Shirley, she keeps our secrets too we love the pod, promise we're not weird lol, next message, just a bit drunk, but we love you (laughs) Lucy and Tara, so relatable and we are so here for it, love heart, love heart, love heart and I think I replied like, oh my god let's be best friends, so thank you so much Claudia, we love it (laughs)
1: Okay, team. So today we're going to be talking about friendships, adult friendships. Um, oh, I know that sounds quite weird, at the words adult friendships together. I don't mean friendships like... Friendships as an adult. I mean making friends as an adult. Like that's that's what I mean. Um, but also more specifically, female friendships and and things. And then also we'll do some kind of male friendships afterwards. But we're going to try and focus mostly on female friendships because got the 95% who are female in here. So um, yeah, anyway, I think my first question for the floor is how has your history or maybe recent history been with making friends, keeping friends, friendship groups, and all of that? So um,
0: Lucy, if you want to start, go for it. Um, I, I don't... I think I was quite lucky when I was in school to have like fallen into a friendship group and I had that friendship group for most of school um and we still we're actually meeting up tomorrow which is quite wholesome but um I always had that but I think because I had that and it was so easy for me I almost um didn't develop the kind of skills in like um maintaining friendships because you know when you're in school it's like you see each other every day you don't really have to make too much effort you're always with each other and then it wasn't until like mm-hmm. kind of and at uni it's the same same vibe you live with your friends and then it was kind of like my third year at uni I was like oh I feel kind of lonely I feel like I'm not connecting as much with these girls I'm hanging out with anymore and I very much started to like isolate myself so I think um I now like the past couple of years obviously being older I try to be much more proactive um in my friendships but I still have moments where I do feel like quite lonely or I overthink like do I have enough friends or like you know if I was to get married who would come to my party and who would be this and I, I do have like a lot of feelings around friendships so I don't always feel so um secure in all my friendships but the fr- the people that I have in my life now they're my they're my ones I don't have any toxic friendships I don't have any um it is what it is everyone knows each other there's no pressure everything's chill which I'm very grateful for but sometimes I am like oh should I have like a a really best best friend or should I have this should I that have that because you compare it um but yeah what about you
2: Sarah no it's so interesting I can definitely relate to what you're saying as well I think the the first part of what you were saying about how like when you're at school um you can just kind of fall into a friendship group quite naturally. And obviously there's loads of yeah. different, um, that, that can look very different for different people. I know it's not always that simple, but um, it, it certainly was that way for me. I just kind of like fell into, you know, in your class, it's who's around you and that's your, like your finite choice of friends and you naturally kind of fit somewhere and it is what it is. But um, the style of of not just how I made friends, but how I, had friends and how I maintain friendships has is, is completely evolved throughout my life so when mm-hmm. I left school went to a different like different secondary school different um, college uh, especially in college I was thrown into an environment where I just knew no one and you have to really kind of navigate your way around that um, which is like the scariest thing at that age isn't it it's horrible but um, I do think it's one of those things where it's like once you've just jumped in the deep end of one of these types of situations um, you're like actually I can kind of make friends or, or like I have basic skills to try and make friends anywhere. Mm. Um, but yeah, so then, so then that's one side of it. There's that. And that, even then it was still like, who's in your proximity. But as I left my hometown, left, um, I guess, like the middle of England, moved to Cambridge for uni and then moved to London afterwards. I, you know, I was in situations where I just had to actually find people with common interests. Um, it was no longer a case of proximity because everyone is suddenly doing so many different things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I look at this as one of the biggest achievements of my life in that the friendships that I have around me now, so the the closest ones, are people that I've picked up along the way. Um, and that's not like that's just how I personally view friendships. Like, obviously, for a lot of people, um, they have lifelong friends that they met at school. That's wicked, that's amazing. And I still have that and I love that. But I love the fact that I've been able to pick up and sort of add to that portfolio of friendships, such amazing people along the way and make them stick. And like the three of us, Came together kind of against the odds in London. If you really think about it, like Tara and I met on an internship, and then Lucy, you kind of like tenuously knew Tara,
0: and then now look at the three of us. Like we also that that picture that you found. We need to share. We'll share yeah. some close friends' story, yeah. but we found this picture of like the three of us at like a, a birthday party. This is like a mutual friend of ours, and we were like posing together. But at the time, like we didn't really yeah. know each other. Like I knew mm-hmm. of you, obviously Tara, but like we weren't like super close. Have you had this picture. We'll put it on close friends. We'll put it on the on yeah. our. Story show yes. i love it no it's so, so good funny.
1: tara what about you um to your point sarah about like picking up friends along the way i just I, we we change as people like yeah. throughout our lives and i know mm-hmm. that i've changed massively in the last kind of 10 years since i've left school and so i kind of i almost yeah i mean i still do have the friends that i had at school um now but I, it's, it's different when you're kind of you're thrown into school with people and I mean I went to boarding school so for me it was even more like you are literally put in a room to spend 12 hours a day with someone um, and you kind of just get on don't you I mean it's quite rare that you don't get on or it was rare for us that we didn't get on I mean I didn't get on with a couple of people that I shared with but then you know made some really really close friends along the way But then, yeah, I got to, I got to uni and I hated my course so much that I made three friends who I still love to bits and pieces, but, um, then I had to just kind of like find my way in London and that was incredibly scary, but finding the fitness industry actually was Mm -hmm. what like basically got me to like find my place in London, which was amazing. It was just being kind of thrown into this and that was that was the first time like you Sarah as well I I made friends that I connected with on you know a common interest something that we all mm-hmm. loved doing and we were kind of all figuring out at the same time and it was it was really cool so I made those friends and then realized that they had cool friends too and then managed to branch out like that rather than kind of just fall into one friendship group and then just meet all of their same friends I just had immediately had this massive reach of people which was really cool. One thing that you've
2: just um, that you've just brought to the front of my mind by saying that is the idea of introducing people yeah. to like almost like facilitating um, your friends meeting each other. And I think there can be. I've seen. I've seen. Uh, I like to think I don't personally have this, <laughs> but I've seen where that can cause a problem. It's like the person in the middle that you know they. Um, int- do an introduction then those people <laughs> become better friends yeah, <laughs> like, oh, fuck. yeah. <laughs> and like I, I feel like I've facilitated probably I feel like I have facilitated those types of friendships in the past and it, don- it couldn't bother me less I'm like fucking brilliant like yeah. I love it that's how I that's how I operate I love just meeting new people and the ones I click with the most I stick with but have you ever seen it cause like a bit of friction when you're you're so eager to make friends and and other people are kind of like whoa hold on what's going on here like are you trying to cut someone out or
0: i i have a really weird thing with friendships i have a lot of like um things that hold me back i think even now like and this stems from like being quite young but i i don't really feel like i have that one best friend i did in school and i did at uni I had one best friend and then my friendship group. But I've not had that for so many years. And sometimes I feel sad that I don't have that. Mm. And I sometimes feel like I I don't give enough to build that, but something's holding me back from doing that. Um, but I also feel like because of that, I don't ever have that that feeling of like possession or ownership mm-hmm. over anyone. Mm. So it never really makes me feel, I would never feel insecure in that situation because I don't really have that I have super tight bonds with like, obviously you guys and my uni girls and my my and my gals, but I don't know, I don't really have that one person. And I, sometimes I'm like, I wish I did, but then is that just because it's so glamorized and fucking mm. sitcoms and fucking films that we watched when we were growing up? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But I mean, I don't, I'm the sort of person that has so many hobbies that like, I don't think I could ever have the one person that I yeah. do everything with because- i mean i can't expect someone to want to rave with me work with me like travel with me like there's just so there's so much they want to dj with me like poll with me i don't know there's just there's so much you come pretty close Saz. Yeah, <laughs> just <laughs> thinking of, like, you've got you've got a 90 percent <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> no it's totally it's totally fucking right isn't it this yeah. is but this is the crux of it it's like I think it's okay to build yourself a friendship structure where Mm, if you uh. have lots of different interests, you're not going to do everything with the same people. And you probably Mm. are going to have A, different types of friendships that you engage in different activities with, but B different levels of closeness and that's totally okay it's okay where you have like a friendship style with one person where you literally see them all the time every day which to be fair is basically what Tara and I have and in a way kind of what the three of us have because we are constantly mm-hmm. have this dialogue open and <laughs> yeah. we're doing all these things together but it's also like yeah you I, I have friends where I'll like pick up the phone to them once every two months and there's no you don't need to be like trying to have some constant communication with them in the meantime it's okay mm-hmm. and I think we're all you get to a level of maturity and comfort with yourself where you're like, oh yeah,
0: that's fine.
2: That's absolutely mm. fine. They're not fucking thinking about it. They're not thinking, where is she? What's going on?
0: Yeah. I also think one thing I read like a while ago, and this is when I was kind of having these thoughts of like, I feel like I don't have any friends. And I think when I had my like, when I came out of like a quite a long-term relationship, I realized I was like, fuck, I literally have not invested at any time. I did that thing of, mm. you know, I, was, I would go to anything my friends invited me to, but I wasn't really like, investing in the whatsapp group wasn't really participating in any of that and um when i came out of it it's that classic thing of like oh fuck i've really this is so important and i've just neglected it and also no wonder i feel not so great because it's such a vital part of human connection oh my god the past like year we've been in a pandemic we know how important friendships are in human connection we've all learned that the hard way um Mm -hmm. read this thing and it was basically like stop trying to make all of your friendships tickle the boxes you can have your friends you just go out with you can have your friends you have the deep chats with you can have your friends you um console in you don't have to be like looking at your girls you just go out with and think oh they're not really good friends because i feel like i can't talk to them about this or do this with them but really like it's have your different friends for different things and don't try and force everyone to fit to tickle these boxes and i was like for me that was like a huge sigh of relief of like Ah, I don't have to, I don't have to feel like every single friend is doing absolutely all these things for me. It's okay to have different things that you. Values and different friends, you know one distinction that we are making is um there's like
2: i'm thinking of it a bit like a process, why am I like this I of course don't know, you are. But I'm thinking of it like a process <laughs> it's like the are. making friends that that you it, it's good I think to think of these things these two things separately there's making friends and there's maintaining friends, yeah, and I had definitely mm-hmm. one of my biggest flaws was that I get very excited by the first part and I can often neglect the second part. Mm. And it's not because I have bad intent. It's because I'm just so, you know, I am so caught up um, trying to do all these different things with all these different people. And I get a real buzz out of the making part of it, which is, you know, lots of people don't, don't feel that, but some people will relate to this. And then I have to really check myself to make sure that Mm -hmm. I'm not neglecting the maintenance because you have to put the effort in like friends shouldn't be taken for granted. And I've been lucky to have friends who have taken me on that journey with them. Mm -hmm. Like um, one, one of my um, closest friends in the entire world, like a sister to me, who's a regular listener. So she'll know who she is. um, She has, we've had this constant dialogue where she's basically like been making me a better friend. All the times I do something shitty, she's not afraid to be like that, that was shitty and it made mm. me feel like this and you know we need to have a conversation about it you can't just be like i don't know like school kids and just be like oh fuck
1: you then um yeah. and i found that so helpful like personal growth isn't it it can be quite overwhelming though when you have quite a lot of friends can't it trying to try yeah. and keep up with everything and then i mean i remember like just before the pandemic when everything we just like our lives were just Nuts and there's so much going on, but it took a massive toll trying to kind of go to everything maintain all yeah. the friendships, keep up with everything, yeah. you, know, you know. I think that could sound to some people like quite a nice problem to have. And it yeah, is, yeah, but, you, but you but you, have to be really disciplined with yourself because your mental health can suffer quite a lot in that kind of situation. I think, well, I mean, I don't think I know because we've been there, haven't we? So
0: do you know what Tara, I would say, as your friend and also just someone watching the way you move through parties and when you host things it's like you are so good at connecting people Mm. you're so good at just like because I've even like when we weren't as close whenever you would invite me to something I just always felt really like safe and you know when you get invited to something, you nice. don't know yeah. everyone there and you feel a little yeah. bit like oh for example that event that we went to where <laughs> the three of us had that picture we we're talking about I remember before <laughs> that event I was a bit like oh my god I feel really nervous and I used to feel a little bit awkward when I didn't know many people there but whenever I go to things with Utah I always just feel like I'm gonna meet I'm going to mm-hmm. meet people and it's going to be chill. And I, but I think that's the kind of people that you attract, though. It's everyone. Like, I had fucking DMs yeah. from, like, ran, <laughs> that guy, Harry Winks, And he's, like, DMing. I'm, like, oh, my God, yeah, I met this guy last night. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, all of, all of that. Like, I think you're so good at it. So, like, it would be good to know maybe from you, like, how, how do you... What is it that helps you maintain all those friendships and have that... Have that drive to be like, hey, I like you. You're going to be my friend.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. I didn't think I had an answer to this question, but I absolutely do have an answer to this question. Okay. So for in the two parts, the making friends part, um, I have these hobbies where they're actually really social hobbies. So like, yeah. you know, dance music, massively social hobby. Um, and like even the sports that I do, like climbing and and pole and like yoga and stuff, all like really social Nice hobbies. I've also made friends on like on Instagram. I remember like a few years ago, I messaged. I messaged. I found this girl on Instagram who had like similar sort of following to me and loved Paul. I was like, I'm just going to message this girl and see if she wants to go to a class with me. Um, and then we became really good friends. It was just one of those really nice things i don't know i know you know parents say don't meet strangers on the internet and shit but like come on i kind of Ah, feel like different now yeah you can kind of vet people a little bit in advance can't you like i don't know i don't know
2: (laughs) the other thing you do so well is like like come along like whenever Mm, you're doing these things you're the person who's like come well you may as well just come along like come along and that's like that's probably how we all became friends and like i know that's definitely how successful friendships have been made in the past Mm -hmm. um in my
0: experience it's just like you just invite people to stuff you just like come through like it would be yeah you know what stops people from doing that at least for me is fear and it's yeah. fear of um what if all everyone doesn't gel so the, the panic of like but if this person comes what if they don't have a good time And then that's my fault and mm-hmm. I have anxiety over that um but the reality of that is like When you do it, you feel so good. When I, on the occasions where I have like merged my friends together, you're like, oh my God, all my favorite people are in a room and it feels amazing. But I, I'm typically always a little bit nervous about that because I'm like, oh, Um, I'm trying to not be like that though, because, um, I've seen how amazing it is when you can be that person to bring people together. And I am I actively want to be more like that. Hence why I want, like, I want to connect to you guys. Like Holly and Kelsey and like my uni girls, like you all need to meet and we all need to connect. and We all need to just have that night. Like we need to do that soon. And I don't have any like feelings about that. But before maybe I'd be a bit like, oh, but what if like they don't get on or what if it's awkward or what if Mm. this or what if that? And that stems from like childhood of, feeling so scared of responsibility so scared of I don't know if you guys relate but when I was younger I would I would hate it when my friend had to come to my house because I would feel so responsible for them Mm -hmm. and I hated it even now when I'm dating guys I I much prefer going to their house I like to be in their space so it's not on me to to host and to like make sure everything's fine and I know that's my own shit but that's one thing that I think that stops me sometimes from being that person but I know that's the problem so I'm trying to work on it but I think that's something that maybe a lot of people feel that anxiety
1: I have a middle ground because what I do without realizing is instead of just kind of connect people by saying let's all go for a drink it's let's go climbing so that we've got something that we're doing or let's go out like to a nightclub where there's music so again like we're doing something mm. and then there's less pressure because you've 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 got a you've got something to talk about because you're actually doing something um and B like there's a bit of a distraction so it's less pressure on everyone essentially and actually i find that most, most people agree that they're, they're more likely to agree because it's much less scary yeah 100 percent that's so this true. is,
2: but this is my experience with talking about online friendships which i think is something that's really interestingly evolved uh in our lifetime um from like what you're saying about how our parents would feel about meeting strange on the internet etc i found gaming such a good way to um actually i've met people i've met i've met good friends gaming um but also just the like people that i distantly know gaming together like you you can really strengthen that friendship because you have tara exactly as you said you have that thing that activity like it's not fair to be like oh let's try and like foster some amazing friendships where it's literally just you know you're just relying on constant conversation and and oh, i don't know it depends on the activity but i think it's a bit unfair to be like especially when you don't know someone very well you're not just going to like sit in a in a dark room and just talk
0: about your feelings it's like a day isn't it yeah. Yeah, yeah it totally is
2: totally is having said that i fucking hate activity dates so oh i hate
0: oh my god i hate let's i do mini hate golf. activity <laughs> day oh my god what this guy last year oh my god bless him we went to um this like rooftop thing and there was like pitch and put yeah and like to be fair it was fine but at that point i was like oh i already just don't fancy that much anymore and it's not really like vibey we had to like play this fucking pitch and put game and that is so not my vibe at all what the difference is it's not
2: an interest Right? So these mm, friendships yeah. we're talking about, yeah. also I think the, the important thing to caveat here is that you can't expect all of your friends to get on and certainly in, in yeah. my case I have so many different niche interests that I wouldn't, I, I can't expect people to cross over and it's just, you know, it's, it's fine. Like not everyone's going to get on. Not, um, people from my, like, I don't know, people who are interested in gaming aren't necessarily going to have stuff to talk about to the pole dancing friends that I have, you know, that sort of thing. And and that's that's totally okay. But when you have a shared interest, so yeah. in the like music and the climbing and also gaming and everything else, it's like... It's not only an activity that takes the pressure off, but it's also a shared thing that you both mm-hmm. care about. And I think that's really important, especially yeah. in the early days.
1: Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Or like there's just, there's lots of people out there. And I think, you know, myself included even that just want to go and do something different. So like if you invite someone to yeah, something that's, that's kind of fun and a bit niche, like mm. they're most likely, I don't know, I, th- I feel like they're most likely going to say yes. And it happens quite a lot. Also,
0: if, if you're like me, and you have that anxiety when it's just you and one other person and you're like, oh my God, it's a bit it's a bit intense and that puts you off. One thing I see a lot of knobs in the knobs um, Facebook group is there'll be like a group of like four who are all from the same city mm. and they'll all meet together. And yes. that for me, I mean, we used to arrange them, this is pre-pandemic, but we would do these meetups where there'll be like 20 of them. And maybe 20 is maybe too many, but I just imagine like a group of four, you're all in the same area meeting up or you could start like a little Instagram DM group of like, you know, people who do the same thing in London or, or whatever, and you all meet together. Then that means everyone is in the same position and there's more of you. Because yes. for me, I feel so much more comfortable when I know there's a three. When there's a three, yeah, I am same. fine and I'm thriving. Mm. But when it's one-on-one and it just feels a bit too like, oh, I, ha- I have to make sure they're okay. I have to make sure they're happy. I have to make sure they're, yeah. I don't know, it's, no, it's not awkward. Uh, yeah I don't know it's a weird one because I don't feel like I'm an awkward person but I feel like oh the fear is still there yeah so bring more people you risk spending like half the conversation just
2: thinking about what you're gonna say and how you're gonna come across (laughs) (laughs) we're we're getting into like social anxiety here lol but like um the other thing I want to say on this is we we're all talking about our friendship circles quite positively and we're very Mm. Uh, lucky to to be surrounded by people that we really resonate with, but we've gone. I think we've all been through processes of um, sa- basically sacking off toxic ones, mm-hmm. um, yes. or not not necessarily sacking off Sack toxic ones, off. but you know, allowing friendships to die when yeah. there's yeah. no when there's nothing left. I think that's totally okay. Friendships yeah. have a natural life cycle. Um, yeah, and it, you know, it depends. That's what I'm saying. There's so many different types of friendships. Um, and they have a life cycle, and like if, if it's died, it's okay. But like, I want to come on to toxic friendships in particular. Now, have either of you had any experience with toxic friendships? And if so, have you got any advice for someone who might be like thinking that they they're in a bit of a toxic friendship and how they can start to like I don't know change or get rid of
0: it? I think often with toxic friendships, it's when you get out of them that you're like, "Fuck, that was toxic." um mm-hmm. Kind of like relationships in a way, I guess. Um, I've had like a couple of things like I think in my thinking about like my kind of adult years Um, I have sort of distanced myself from a couple of people who it wasn't so much that they were super toxic but they just didn't make me feel good and right. it wasn't in a kind of sometimes slightly manipulative but in a way that kind of kept me down and I the reason I get so triggered with that is because when I was much younger and my kind of early um, comp school, like year seven, year 89, I had one best friend who I was like the sidekick and I always felt so inferior with her. And um, she didn't, I don't think it was her fault, but she, you know, she would kind of drag me around and I'd happily go along with it. Um, so when I see qualities that mimic that slightly, I get so triggered now. I'm like, no, I need to push a little bit away from that. The feeling of being dragged, um, around and yeah, yeah. Mm. with with that though, I like in the couple of times that has happened in my adult years, I have just let it die. And I think in one of them, I regret not having the conversation because I think on her part, it probably wasn't fair that we didn't have any kind of closure on it. Um, but there was drifting and there was an elephant in the room and yeah, I do regret that slightly, but ultimately the friendship needed to drift apart and that happened. So yeah. What about you guys? Okay. So two things I want to say on this, and this first one's not on
1: like necessarily toxic friendships, but I mean, I had had friends that I'd had forever and people from school and stuff. And then I remember I'd see some of them and we'd be kind of growing together. And then some of them we just wouldn't, and we'd be growing apart. And I think what was really important for me was to let myself be okay with letting those friendships drift apart because I remember a couple of, a couple of people on, on that end, they were still kind of trying to be friends yeah. with me. And I kind of had to be like, look, we have nothing in common anymore. You know, it's okay. We don't, we don't have to be friends. Like we don't what are do we what do we talk about when we're together? You're off doing one completely separate thing that I really don't give a fuck about. Um and I'm like living my life. So it just I yeah, I don't know. I think we don't I think we're quite conditioned as well to just be people pleasers. Maybe this is especially a women thing woman thing, I yes. don't know. Um but we kind of just we we would rather avoid people not liking us but if yeah. that's going to be the detriment to like you know why why keep something alive that's not worth keeping alive after a while I've spot on waste waste of time and yeah. and it's
2: I I'm also conscious we need to bring another perspective to this which is that we all have very similar friendship styles I think um well uh, the way we the way we interact with our friendship network is very similar and that works for us but there's probably people who that what you've just described to are it's probably terrifying and also horrible like uh I think I probably used to be a bit like this myself maybe very you know a long time ago now but the thought of losing someone maybe if you're like Still, you're still invested in it so mm. Tara you've made the decision you, you don't want to be friends anymore you're like there's no point but maybe on the other side that's not reciprocated and they still are invested and that's actually really sad but I think that it sounds awful to say this but it's like there's always more people out there there's always people that you, you know there'll be mm. thousands of people in the world that you'd vibe with and resonate with and actually making new friends is like a really important part of personal growth like getting diversity getting different perspectives and opinions that's one of the things I've enjoyed the most about trying to expand my own um friendship circle like learning from other people that aren't just the same tiny Mm -hmm. bubble of what I've always known um but I think it yeah it must be
0: quite horrible if it's something that's not
2: reciprocated like that and how would you
0: manage that if you felt like if you felt like your your best friend or your close friend was distancing how would you manage that if it was you i'm just like what would i do if these girls right now were like hey don't we're actually going to do our own podcast and like <laughs> so the thing uh, is i i i love like you know it's the same with dating you know if someone is trying to ghost you i kind of don't agree with the advice it's like just let them go if they're ghosting you i like to just send that last message to be like bro, are you, are you ghosting me? Yes or no? Cool, you are great. I know that now. Um, so I think I would probably approach that with friends maybe and just send that message and be like, is this, am I thinking this right? I don't know. Yeah,
1: I think there's, there's that's also a different kind of friendship style, right? I think people could be very much okay with just like mm-hmm. letting it drift and that can be quite a natural end. Yeah. I think, I mean, <sighs> most of the time, there's two reasons why this kind of stuff happens, right? You drift apart naturally, because you have different interests, or you get caught up in different things, or there's something actually going up, you know, wrong with one of the two of you. And I think that it's really important in that kind of situation, if you see something happening to your friend, and even if like, that's kind of made you upset, or like somehow, you know, involved you in a kind of negative Mm -hmm. way, it's probably better to say something about it. I mean, I say that, but it's happened to me, and I haven't. And I'm now on my hungover existential crisis thinking "Shit, (laughs) maybe I should have done something about this friendship um or just at least made sure that she was okay I mean she's fine she's like you know she's like on a beach somewhere I mean she's fine but like yeah Mm. maybe a conversation would have been good I don't I don't know yeah I think
2: you have to treat people with
0: respect and kindness always um but if you feel like they're being a toxic friend and that's why you want to distance from them they're not treating you with respect and kindness exactly like yeah uh, Yeah.
2: (laughs) but it all comes I think it all it all as as with everything we talk about it all comes back to you and how you feel about yourself Mm so my advice would be like check in on yourself how much effort are you putting in right now and if it's like hang on I'm not necessarily being ghosted but I'm like I'm putting in all the effort and actually it's not really reciprocated and I'm not are you actually getting that that much out of this friendship anymore and although it might be heartbreaking as it is with a relationship when you come to that mm-hmm. realization that you know you're not really getting anything back um you've got to you've got to do what's right for you and you deserve kindness you deserve respect provided yeah. you're giving it out to people as well and and
1: yeah it's heartbreaking but it's also freeing like you could look at it on yeah. the other yeah. side and think actually you know this is the start of of the next phase and and that's okay it's the middle ground that feels always a bit weird and awkward before you've kind of come to that conclusion right mm-hmm.
0: yeah also i think like going back to the point about always that pressure of needing to be a certain way like if you don't if your friend is making you feel like you're not good enough or you're not putting in enough effort i think there has to be a level of like, introspection and making sure that you're kind of being there for them but also Mm. their standard of friendship might be up here talking all the time you know say again same with relationships whereas yours might be like you know what I'm kind of the friend that doesn't like phone calls and I like to check in once a month and we meet up whereas the other friends like we need daily contact so just because you're not meeting them up here doesn't mean you're a bad friend I've definitely felt feelings of that before of inadequacy because I feel like it is an insecurity of mine that I don't have someone I message all day, every day, but I'm learning to just accept it and that like, I'm not that person. I don't do that with anyone, even with partners. I'm not that person to be messaging all day, Mm. every day. So try not to be too harsh on yourself Mm -hmm. if you know Mm -hmm. someone's making you try and meet them where they're at maybe it just means you're not compatible as friends in the same way that a partner wouldn't be i think that's when it's
1: really important to have a conversation a really frank conversation Mm. because if you drift apart for something like that that's not necessarily like you guys falling out it's just yeah. A lack of communication sure. on like your friendship styles, right? That's mm-hmm. when it's like, look, mate, like, I love you, but I can't maintain this level of communication or whatever. I mean, if that person turns around and says, oh, well, I need this from you, then it's like, well, okay, sorry, I can't give it to you. But I would imagine that in most cases, they'd be like, oh my God, I just didn't realize. Thanks for telling me. And then you get on with it, right?
0: Yeah. And you can be like, I love you. I appreciate you. It's a nice opportunity to have that. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I agree. I think it's, you don't always have to change yourself. It's, uh, the more we talk about it, the more I am like, it's literally just like relationship advice without the fucking. I, I could not agree more <laughs> without like, the cock.
2: Without the, about the sex. This is <laughs> a big thing though, isn't it? Like, what we'd say with relationships is that you can never expect to get everything you need from one person, you should mm-hmm. never expect it from a friendship either she never expects it from a relationship right so you need to be um, I guess diversifying um where you get your emotional support from which is a really uh yeah it's kind of a objective way to think about it I suppose but it makes sense um but what what I do want to talk about now is a sort of slightly juicier topic which is male versus female friendships but the specific angle of can you ever actually have a friendship um between a man and a woman for example where there's like an element of uh I don't know they could be sexually attracted to each other is that could you ever have a pure friendship where there's no like feelings or weirdness and this is something that one of you got in a question box I think
1: yeah, but like 100%, yes. Does that way? So if if someone thinks no, then does that mean bisexuals can't have any friendships without fancying anyone? Like <laughs> legit. What? That's
0: the most yeah. ridiculous fucking thing I've ever heard. The, the thing is, being brutally honest, when I i am speaking to a guy, as a heterosexual woman, when I'm speaking to a guy, this is before they become my guy friends. There mm-hmm. is a a process in my head of like, yeah. am I attracted to them? Yes or no? Yes or no? No, I'm not great we're great, gonna be yeah. friends like my good friend Josh like there is absolutely nothing there I love his girlfriend think he's amazing and he's such a good friend to me but there is nothing there at all and mm-hmm. that to me is a prime example of me knowing okay it, it, it works all the all the same ways so I don't have loads of male friends but the ones I do have it is completely platonic um yeah. but equally just because it is possible doesn't mean it is always the case and you know I don't think I've ever had a situation where I've been like, like into one of my friends. I don't think I've ever had that. Oh, what
2: what I have had, which is similar. Actually, I don't know if I've ever had this, but I know my friends have had it before, which is when they're like, they are sparking with a guy, um, someone they're talking to. And then like literally two weeks down the line, they the guy's been like anyway so yeah my girlfriend and they interpreted (laughs) it differently oh yeah and that's like shit fucking shit and annoying so it's almost like you need to have a (laughs) you need to have like a badge at the start that's like i'm i'm romantically
1: interested by the way (laughs) no but but hold up i don't think that's i don't Uh, think it's that way that that should happen I think and you know I I definitely do this when I meet new people is I say something about my boyfriend within the first few sentences especially with guys because I want them to know from the like you know I don't I don't want that to happen to someone it's mean isn't it like Mm. it's also just really awkward like Mm. (laughs) someone starts hitting on you and you're like I don't want to have to be like dude, sorry, but Uh, I have a boyfriend. That's the most awkward thing ever. So it's like sentence two. It's like, oh yeah, me and my boyfriend are doing this this weekend.
2: I I think with this one, this is like something that our generation has panicked about a lot. Like, oh my God, underlying feelings. Like, come on, this, uh, when you're settled down, when you're old, let's zoom out a bit, right? Think about your parents. Like, think about, you know, get a bit of perspective on this. Of course you can have friends across whatever gender, depending on, you know, it, It this is something that we um are almost conditioned into panicking about because basically Mm -hmm. to be honest as women it's like oh need to settle down must find man whatever every single person i talk to must be an option it's a load of wank of course of course you can have (laughs) friendships across genders um but what about friends with benefits how does that work does that can that ever work (laughs) just being friends but but doing doing the fucking
0: so my only experience with this is like with an ex doing it with exes after it's after it's finished and like both of us trying to be like oh yeah we're fine we're just gonna have the physical and then what happens when i'll meet someone new or they'll meet someone new and it gets like really awkward territory um and then you always kind of have that spark because whenever you meet you sort of like will it won't it happen and i think at least now uh, the way I am and the position I'm in at the moment I I said some of my stories the other day like I have no interest at all in a friends with benefits situation for me because the more the, the older I get the more I realize that my sexual attraction is so based on how funny they are what their values are um yeah. how they are with their friends like all of that shit I I just I've never been that person that just can look at a man and look at his body and be like you're fit I want to have sex because I've slept Mm. with guys like that so Mm. um the best sex I have is when I'm I'm attracted to them on all those levels and I'm just not I can't be fucked to put myself in situations with men who I'm just not fully attracted to and if I'm not fully attracted to them. I don't want to have a friends with benefits situation where we keep having sex. I'd rather pursue something more. I think,
1: I mean, I've never had a friends with benefits relationship. Like I I tried, but I only spent six months single, which wasn't really long enough for... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, anyway, whatever, beside the point. But I'm trying to think about now, like how it would work for me. And I think we'd have to have like a, a mutual connection on the sex itself, like... I think Mm. that it would be an idea of like trying something new or a little bit different or like, you know, having a kind of almost, almost viewing sex as a hobby that we do together. That's how I could see it working because I'm, I'm the same as you, Lucy, like I'm much more sexually attracted to somebody when I'm actually like attracted to them as a person. Right. Mm. But if you can remove, like, if you can remove that and think, actually, I just want to have some really fun sex and I don't want to, I don't want to marry this person. Like, but. We have really fun sex together. Then I think I, I, yeah, I think I could, I think I could do that. I think I'd quite like to do that. Imagine it could be quite fun and be like some sort of BDSM <laughs> you friends just love of benefits a hobby. shit. Yeah, you I just love, love a hobby. hobby.
2: <laughs> Dude, this comes back to the, the the sex party episode we did last week because mm-hmm. that is the exception to the rule. Everything we were saying last week is like, you know, it's um, completely transactional. And actually, Shirley, and you have maintained. Yeah friendships with with people met at those types of things yeah and that is the definition but in my head I was agreeing what you were both saying about like how intertwined attraction emotional and sexual attraction are um and uh, I think that is something that is more prominent with women than it is with Mm. men I think we all know that there is a bit of a double standard where men are kind of like yeah fuck it and
1: can can have that casual sex a little bit easier but yeah but casual sex is more fun for guys normally, right? I mean, exactly. I kind of, yeah.
0: so it was, it's fun because there's less stigma for them. Well, no, yeah. I think, I think that, but also like,
1: if I mean, good, there's the sex is just good for them at all times, whereas sex can be kind of really shit for us as well. And they don't yeah. really have that. Yes,
0: right? you're so right. Do you know yeah. what? I, I want to chat to more men about this because I think yeah, we course, we yeah, assume, yeah. well, they've just got a dick. So if it's like, Heterosexual sex, like you just think it always is good, but I, I think when we have our next episode where we talk to those two unidentified male guests, I think we <laughs> should ask this, and I just want to know. I want to know more about because I've never spoken to a guy about that because I'm, I'm like you guys and that, like I, it's very easy to have bad sex as a woman, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why I feel the way I do. I'm like, well, you know, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't actually know. I don't know. I don't know.
2: Bringing it back to friendships specifically friends with benefits um the other problem with this is it's not completely transactional because you are still invested in the person as a friend so a lot Mm. of those qualities that you'd look for I mean someone earlier one of you described it as like almost like a relationship without the fucking so if you are also Mm. fucking uh, and you you're really good friends and you have a lot of common like shared values Mm. and stuff and you respect each other then yeah maybe you are gonna get a little bit Invested romantically, mm. and then that's when it all starts to fall down. i don't know, but there'll be loads of people who'll DM d m s after this that's saying that saying it works for them, and that's like that's obviously great and that's fine
0: also like if you're yeah. in an open relationship or you're non monogamous like I'm sure it'd be oh, yeah, much more much easier because you the reason it's difficult for us is because our, our ego gets involved with these kinds of things and that's yeah that's where jealousy comes up and that's where things you know pro- you want to be protective over that person because we're so conditioned to see that's my one person and that's who I'm with and they can't be with anyone else and whatever
1: yeah I, I feel like If you're able to remove sex from relationships and you can see sex as something you do as an experience rather than something that is just solely attached to being, you know, like fancying someone and, you know, they're kind of on the relationship vibe, then, then it would, then it would work. Okay. I mean, the three of us could talk about this for ever I still feel like there's so much uncovered ground but maybe we'll do another one of these all around this topic anyway so let us know if there's stuff that you think we haven't covered that you'd like us to talk through in a bit more detail
0: and um anyone have any closing thoughts yeah so um if you feel lonely at the moment it's very very normal you've been in a pandemic um now that things are starting to open up at least where they are in the UK start something new go to a new class, start a new fitness, whatever, or new hobby, just, just do it. You'll feel scared as fuck at first, but it will be a really nice opening just to be around people again and hopefully meet new people and be open to it. You got this. Love it. I think my
1: final closing little bit of advice for now, and as you know, coming out of the pandemic and stuff, we're quite quite a pivotal time for like, friendships and seeing people and stuff I think now's a very good time to reconnect with people that you might not have been connecting as much with during the pandemic because like you know we it's been really really hard to maintain our friendships over the year hasn't it so now's a really good Mm -hmm. time to just reach out even if it's just like hey you know just making sure you're all right like let's have a chat or let's go and do something fun together and I'm sure that everyone will really appreciate that.
0: I have a, t- I have a tip. I have a closing tip. Right. So a couple of years ago when I was having like lots of stresses around friendship, one thing I did, if you're like me where you're not very good at re- replying to the WhatsApp group or replying to friends and you kind of just like end up in a WhatsApp hole of unread messages, put a little emoji next to the friends who you really want to make sure you keep in touch with. Mm. So when they pop up and they've got an emoji next to their name, even when you feel like you want to go inward or you don't want to, you know, you don't feel in the mood to reply straight away, you, it's like a trigger of like, no, I really should reply and I want to invest in this friendship. Standards on the mic. Um, <laughs> but yeah, put an emoji next to the people you want to make more effort with basically. And that will help remind you to do it. I love that. I love that. Um And also remember
1: that like stuff is open. So go bouldering and Go to you know do poll hire, I don't know, I know the the things that I do, but <laughs>
0: go and do the fun things <laughs> and sex parties,
1: oh yeah, oh, but yeah. that we've gotta wait, we've gotta wait until June for June. that, so um, yeah, never mind, <laughs> anyway, team, um we have a new Instagram if you are not following that yet, then please go over and give us a follow. At Close Friends the Podcast, we're gonna be posting some fun stuff on there. And of course, as always, you can find us at Lucy Mountain, at Sarah B. London, and at Move With Tara. That's all for now. Thanks, team. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye, friends.